0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are locked on Nuggets. Your daily podcast on the Denver Nuggets. Lay. Sir. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Is in the building. Yeah. all right, already The show goes on all night. Um. morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder well, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Nuggets podcast, part of Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Adam Matez, from denverstiffs.com, the largest and best Denver Nuggets blog on the web. Check us out. Also, a great Denver Nuggets community, lots of good. Uh, You know, it's just a great place for people to hang out that love the Nuggets. Um, This podcast is going to be about the loss to the Atlanta Hawks. Kind of a frustrating game in a lot of ways. Not because, you know, this has happened a lot with the Nuggets this year where going into a game you think, okay, schedule loss on the road against a better team, they're underdogs, um, probably not going to win this one. But it's the way that the game unfolds that makes you so frustrated, and you know maybe that's just basketball. That's just the way things go. Um, but let's get into some of the details because um, I still walk away from this game thinking the Nuggets should have won. I mean, when the Nuggets play well, you know they have moments where you really think they're an above-average team, not a great team, but they're you know a good team. They're like the Hawks. The Hawks are an above-average team, winning record, difficult to beat. Um, the Nuggets have moments like that, but then they just squander it away with some really, really, really weird uh, moments and in, in, in weird quarters. So let's get into some of the details here. I thought uh, the Hawks started trapping Denver a lot to, uh, on the defensive end again this game, and I'm not surprised. I've been talking on this show about how if I was coaching against the Nuggets, I would be looking to trap the point guards and really all of the, the perimeter players, but especially Jameer Nelson. I would pressure him full court to wear him out. He can be very slow bringing the ball up court, and the Nuggets offense is sort of predicated. At its best, it's predicated on ball movement and cuts, and if you only have 15 seconds on the shot clock to work with, obviously it's very difficult to open up a shot with that style of offense. So I would pressure, and then this is what the Hawks did, pressure, and then they come out and trap on those dribble handoffs and trap really, really aggressively, and the Nuggets really struggled with it Um in that opening quarter. So, (coughs) excuse me. So I think the Knights need to have an adjustment for that and have a counter because I'm guessing teams will start scouting that and being more prepared for it. The story of this game, though, to me, and, you know, I'm Nikola Jokic's biggest fan, so I guess I'll just put that as a caveat, but I don't think I'm being biased here when I say I just don't understand why... Nikola Jokic, some games, does not get very many touches. The offense, when it flows through him, is just incredible. Tonight, 107 offensive rating, I believe, which isn't terrible. A lot of that, though, has to do with that third quarter where the Nuggets got hot. That was really their only good offensive quarter. But so few touches in this game and just so few opportunities to sort of make plays and attack. It really was a lot. It was the, it was the Will Barton show more than anything. I mean, I think he was culprit number one. But Jameer Nelson as well, I think, deserves some of the blame here. And it's weird because, you know, you look at their numbers in this game. You've got eight assists for Jameer Nelson, seven assists for Will Barton, and I'm complaining about how selfish they were. But I think there's something to this. Their assists, the way when they run the offense the way they like, the way that's comfortable for them, 19 shots for Will Barton, 65 front court touches tonight led the team for Will Barton did. Jokic had just 49, and actually his touches, even that is, I think, a little bit misleading. He had so many offensive rebounds. All those offensive rebounds count as touches. Um, They really weren't playmaking touches. They were finishing touches and rebounding touches. But Will Barton, 65 touches in this game. I would guess that's probably up there with his high for the season. 19 field goal attempts, 7 assists, only 17 points. So he took 19 shots to get 17 points. And the offense flowed through Barton today. It flowed flowed through Barton and Jameer Nelson. And I think that's what you get when you flow the offense through those two guys. They can put up some numbers. They can put up some stats. But it's just not an effective offensive rhythm for the team. Especially, Nicole Jokic is so good. The the best part of this entire game was the start of the fourth quarter where the Nuggets went with the lineup that I love so much. Jokic, Wancho Hernan Gomez. They had Darrell Arthur in there. Gary Harris and Jamal Murray. And what I like about that lineup is those are all guys that will defer to Nikola Jokic. Jameer Nelson, Will Barton, and Wilson Chandler, who Wilson Chandler, I think is his ideal role is kind of a sixth man because he likes to isolate so much. Um, And so I kind of understand it a little bit better for him, but those three guys don't really defer to Jokic every time. In fact, they don't, I would say they defer to him. It's so inconsistent about when they do defer to him that it can be really frustrating. So, the fourth quarter, they open it up, going to that good lineup, and the offense is flowing. Now, the offense actually should have even done better than it did. They had wide-open shots on every single possession down. There was only one possession in about a five-minute stretch that they took a shot I didn't like, and it was Darrell Arthur, who can be a bit of a chucker. He's He's got a quick trigger, but he, he dribbled the ball for no reason kind of to the baseline and then took kind of a fall away with two defenders on him. Don't know why he did that, but, you know, it was one play out of about ten, I would say, <clears throat> that the Nuggets got great, great, great shots on. So, um some other notes. I thought Murray, once again, was really pressuring hard, uh pressuring the ball handler, ball handler very hard, and he got blown by. Schroeder's one of the fastest guys in all the NBA, or one of the quickest guys, I should say. But I like, I just like Jamal, Jamal Murray's mentality of trying to play all the way up on, a lot of the guys on this team will just sag off when a guy kind of pulls the ball back out to reset. They'll kind of sag off and just catch their breath themselves. But Murray doesn't do that. He really pressures guys to speed up. And at the moment, I don't think it's very effective. But I think it's something that he can continue to work on. And as his confidence and, and timing and everything gets better, he's going to be very effective. Because that's anybody that's played basketball knows you run a, you run something off the offensive end for 10 seconds, you don't get anything, you try to reset. It's so annoying when there's a pesky defender pressuring you and not really letting you catch your breath and see the court and kind of reset the offense. So I like what Murray's doing, uh, even though I don't think it's necessarily very effective right now. The Nuggets got mid-ranged in this game, and they get mid-ranged a lot. And what I mean, if you look at the shot chart for the, the Hawks, there was a lot of shots in that like 16-foot range. And it made me look online, and the Nuggets are actually, they allow the most field goal attempts from that 15- to 19-foot area, and they have the eighth best, or the eighth worst, I should say, opponent percentage, meaning teams shoot a lot of shots from that zone and they make a lot of shots. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way the Nuggets drop so deep on that pick-and-roll, how horrible the guards are at fighting across. But in that first quarter especially, Schroeder just came off of screens and did pull-up jumpers. He had 12 points in the first quarter alone Uh, Should have had 14. He missed kind of an easy layup. But 10 of those 12 shots came on just pull-up jumpers right off of the pick-and-roll where he knew nobody was going to step up, and he knew that the defender on the screen was going to get caught. So it's kind of something to keep an eye on. Traditionally, you would say you want your opponent shooting those types of shots. So in in one regard, I think it's okay. But they're also the worst team in the NBA, I believe the worst team, or the third worst team, actually, I think I have it written down, at defending the roll man on the pick-and-roll. What that tells me is they get caught a lot in in-between zones. They get caught a lot in, you know, if they come around that, that free throw line and pull up and score, okay, maybe you live with it. But if if the guy takes another step in, well, then that's when Jokic steps up and then the lob comes up and the finish is a dunk. So I think the nugget, I mean, it just points again to this pick-and-roll defense that I've been hammering on. I don't want to be boring and repetitive and talk about the same stuff, but it was something. Uh, it was something that was really happening in the first half. Now, Malone talked after the game. He had a really great quote about how it was his game plan. He kind of took some of the burden on. I'll read it just right here. He said, I owned it. They were executing the game plan that I put in, so I owned it. I said, my game plan sucks. Let's be more aggressive. Let's get them out of their heels, out on their heels. And the players responded, if you want to go back into a game, you just can't sit there and wait for it to happen. Sometimes you have to be the cause of that change. I thought by being aggressive in our pick and roll defense, that allowed us to get going and give us an aggressive swagger that really helped out. Now, here's what I'll say about that: the Nuggets in their their pick and roll defense are so bad that it's kind of a conservative style of defense anyway, to begin with. But if you're going to uh, if you're going to be bad at pick and roll defense, you might as well play for steals. The thing about trapping and hedging pick and rolls and trying to play passing lanes is that you give up easy shots but the Nuggets are giving up easy shots anyway they're just not getting any turnovers in the first half they had zero turnovers or I'm sorry they had zero steals let me see how many turnovers they had. they had the Atlanta Hawks had one turnover it was it must have been a dead ball turnover because it wasn't a, a steal so it, it kind of tells you like if the Nuggets are going to be bad at pick and roll defense you might as well be bad and aggressive that way You're going to allow the same amount of points, but maybe you get two or three steals and a half, and that turns into six points, um, which is at least slightly better. So the Nuggets did switch it up, and that was a part of the reason why I think they got back into the game, although I think a bigger part, again, was that fourth quarter when they finally went and played through Jokic. Jokic, I mean, by the way, Jokic, 18 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, phenomenal game for a guy that I felt never really got to get in a rhythm on offense. Mainly because he wasn't getting the ball in his spots and, and allowed to kind of run his dribble pitch game. Uh, partly because of fouls, the return of Fal Jokic is unfortunately back. I hope it's not a trend. I hope it's just for a short term. But frustration, frustration, Fal Jokic was back as well. Let's fast forward to past that first stretch because of the fourth quarter. Because I talked about how great it was, and look. Malone even said after the game, this is the future of the team, and I just love that. Gary Harris, Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, Juancho Hernan Gomez, it's a big part of who we are. I love that idea because those are the four guys that to me, that's who I'm most excited about for this team. <clears throat> that's who I think all four work really, really well together. And when I envision three, four, five years down the road, I think those guys can all really grow into roles that really fit and complement each other. So I was excited to say that. Unfortunately. With four minutes left in the game, he did bring back. Well, first he brought back Will Barton, and then he for Wancho, and then he brought back. Uh, <clears throat> he brought back um, Jameer Nelson. Sorry, drawing a blank. Probably blocked it out of my memory because I didn't want to think about it. And uh, at that point, the Nuggets kind of just blew it. I mean, all the momentum that they had kind of waned. And again, I think Jameer is sort of. I talked this last this last episode about how I think Jameer should start, and I stand by it. I still think he should be the starter. I said I don't think he should increase his minutes. I think he should have the same role, but I think uh, as a starter, he still works. But I gotta say, Jameer is like every I, I, let's put it in five game blocks. I would say three of those five games he plays pretty well in terms of allowing Jokic to have his touches and trusting Jokic to kind of run the offense. In two of those five games, and this was one of them, for whatever reason, he loses his mind and and tries to play this ball-dominant style of point guard play where Jokic gets frozen out and the offense just just sucks. Well, I thought he did that a little bit tonight, Um, but especially Will Barton did that one tonight, and I thought both guys kind of gunned in the fourth quarter, Uh, even though they didn't end up with... Jokic still ended up with the most shots overall in the fourth quarter. I think he took five, but when those guys were in there, they were more finishing-type shots, not necessarily playmaking-type, and you kind of have to... There's a difference between those two. You know, Kenneth Farid is a finisher. Almost all of his touches are finishes, so if he gets 30 touches in a game... Chances are those are a lot of finishing touches, not necessarily playmaking touches. Well, Jokic needs to, I in my opinion, he's a very good finisher. He can play both roles, and that's part of what makes him so good. But I think he's just much better, and the team is much better when he's the uh, the playmaker. Jameer, I looked it up because I was curious. Jameer's usage actually goes up by two percent in losses. Jokic's assists go down by two per game in losses despite relatively similar minutes. So I know that this isn't the way you use stats, by the way. This is called confirmation bias in using stats. You look up a stat that kind of supports your argument and then use it. But I do think – so I don't, I don't want to say that this, these stats tell a story, the end-all be-all story. But I do think there's something to the fact that the more Jokic is involved in the offense, the better the offense flows. And the more Jameer is involved in the offense, the worse the offensive flows. And they have to find a good balance because I do, I do think um, Jameer provides a lot to this team that Moudier and Jamal Murray at this stage of their careers do not. It's just that two out of five games, Jameer loses his mind and decides that he's Russell Westbrook. So so that was that. Jokic, again, another indicator of Jokic and where he's at in the game is how many threes he takes. And he took three tonight, which isn't too bad, but it, it just seems like a lot of times he gets caught out you know, where again, he's a finisher. The ball's not playing through him. When he's doing his dribble pitches, it's rare that he finds himself open on the three point line. But when he's kind of standing around watching other guys pound the air out of the basketball, a lot of times he just becomes a floor spacer, and that happened, I thought, a lot tonight. Will Barton, six of nineteen, Jameer Nelson two of eight. I mean that's your eight eight what is it, eight of twenty seven? That's a oof, eight of twenty seven from your two guys that quote unquote were the players of the game. That's uh that's pretty rough. But again It's important not to get too high, not to get too low on a young team. As much as it was frustrating the way this game played out, this was a game that the Nuggets were expected to lose. I know there's no excuses, but you can't get too beat up over it. On to the next one. They've got the Knicks coming up at Madison Square Garden. Should be lots and lots of fun. Porzingis versus Jokic. Uh, Should be a really fun game and a fun matchup. So we'll look forward to that one. All right, guys, that's it for today. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls. Plus, one day only tomorrow, take 50% off all Old Navy active at Old Navy and Old com. Valid 1016 to 1020 select styles only. Active offer 1020 excludes in-store clearance.